For AL.com, I'm Ben Flanagan. This is Outbreak Alabama, stories from a pandemic. I would expect to keep seeing high death reporting numbers for at least another week in Alabama, if not longer. Uh, I mean, hopefully I'm wrong. Today we hear from AL.com data reporter Ramsey Archibald. Alabama is now reporting more than 100 COVID deaths per day. And while cases and hospitalizations are beginning to drop, the total number of deaths is increasing. The Alabama Department of Public Health shows the state's seven-day average for newly reported deaths reached 106 on September 21st, the state's highest mark since February 8th. Alabama State Health Officer Dr. Scott Harris said in his weekly COVID-19 press conference last week, quote, there are two ways people leave the hospital, and one of them is not very good, end quote. Since the very start of the pandemic, more than 13,500 Alabamians have reportedly died from the virus. 2020 was the deadliest year in Alabama history, according to Harris. It was the first year on record where more people died than were born in the state. I spoke to Ramsey Archibald about the number of deaths in Alabama, why they remain a lagging indicator for COVID data in our state, and why all of this could just be the beginning as the state begins to understand how deadly the Delta variant really is. Ramsey, after more than two months of the Delta variant, you write that Alabama is in a pivotal moment in our third wave of COVID. And with cases and hospitalizations starting to decline, we're beginning to see just how deadly the Delta wave has been for the state, as you put it. But the first thing I want to ask you about is a general data question to understand the way deaths are counted. You've said on this show before, but you know we hear the phrase used quite often in COVID coverage, deaths are a lagging indicator. What does that mean? Yeah, uh, that's a good question. And there's actually a couple of ways that not only deaths, but specifically death data kind of lags behind the rest. For one thing, taken without looking at how we get the numbers or, or how they're reported, if you just think about the clinical track of a patient who contracts COVID, You'll get COVID, test positive, that's the case, right? So that once you test positive, that case gets reported. Then if you get sicker, the next logical step would then be to go to the hospital. So that hospitalization gets recorded and that's the next stat. And unfortunately, uh, a lot of people in Alabama and the world have then died after you know weeks or sometimes even longer fighting COVID uh, once they're in the hospital. So that then later becomes the death statistic. So even without data delays or, or problems on that end, you know, there's a logical case, then hospitalization, and then sometime later, often weeks later, you have that death. So when we have a surge like we did in July and August of cases, and then shortly after hospitalizations, you expect to see deaths come later. And that's, again, without taking into account how the data is actually recorded, so for COVID deaths to become official COVID deaths, there's a whole process you have to go through. And this is true, you know, for cause of death data, even outside of a pandemic. And in fact, we actually get this data sooner because of the way COVID has changed reporting. But even after someone dies, it's often several weeks, or I think the average ADPH reports is about two weeks from when someone actually dies and that death gets reported as a 
confirmed COVID death to them, and then they make it public. So, you know, you're looking at by the time all that happens from when you have a spike in cases to when the people actually die to when those deaths are actually reported, you're looking at several weeks, if not months worth of lag. So that's kind of what we mean by a lagging indicator. Not only does it take time for COVID to sort of run its course, but then you also have to actually see that data roll in. So Ramsey, just as a follow-up there, how does it impact you as a data reporter, just in terms of mining through all of the data, comparing that with the cases, the hospitalizations, all the other statistics and data that are associated with what you have to do in terms of keeping up with it? It just seems like you're almost on different timelines as it relates to reporting all of the COVID data. Does it make your job that much harder? Uh, Yes. And I mean, and there have been times when we've dealt with uh, significant data delays and not just in deaths, but in cases as well. And this is something that every state and probably every country has had to deal with too. It's difficult. A lot of these agencies are short staffed and it's a lot of numbers to deal with as, as you know, and working on these different timelines with the numbers is also interesting. And it, it's sort of what you expect, but then it also, this is the third wave we've gone through with this third major wave anyway, in Alabama. And unfortunately, the rhythms of these surges is is starting to become sort of familiar, which is, I hope this is the last one. I hope we never have to do this again. And I I hate that I have to say that it's become familiar, but, but you, you know, the third time seeing it, it's followed a very similar pattern each time. So cases and hospitalizations are declining in Alabama, which is obviously good. And that's the direction that you want them to go. But deaths are a big reason for that, right? Yes, and this is straight from state health leaders. Part of the reason we're seeing those hospitalization numbers go down is because people who were, you know, fighting COVID for weeks or longer in state hospitals and ICU have unfortunately lost that battle. So when that happens, you know, a a bed is freed up. One thing that's good, though, I mean, obviously, that's extremely unfortunate, but we're not seeing those beds now refill up, meaning it's not like there's a wait list and someone leaves and we're seeing a flattening of the curve rather than the continued ascent. We're actually seeing a very, very sharp decline now in hospitalizations, which as sad as it is that some of those people are are dying, it's good that we're not keeping on putting people in the hospital right now. Yeah. And you wrote that these newly reported deaths could be just the beginning as the state begins to understand how deadly the Delta variant really is, what do the numbers suggest could happen? Why is this pattern so concerning? Yeah, I mean, I don't want to get into, you know, predicting what what the numbers are going to show, but I can say for certain that we're seeing an increase in, in reported deaths. And again, that's kind of what you expect based on the patterns of these curves. But the fact that hospitalization started to decline Really, about two weeks ago, early-ish September, since then, we've seen a really steady decline. And as we know, deaths take a couple weeks to roll in. We're starting to see the deaths, I think, from when the hospitals were the fullest, because we're getting, right now, we're reporting well over 100 deaths per day in Alabama. So I would expect to keep seeing high death reporting numbers for at least another week in Alabama, if not longer. Uh, I mean, hopefully I'm wrong. But again, those deaths are lagging indicators. So the deaths we get reported, once there are public reported deaths, 
it's likely uh, you know one to two weeks old, and these deaths probably occurred during that high spike in hospitalizations. So I want to make that clear because I get that question a lot. Uh, when Alabama reports 250 deaths in a day, which it did uh, this Tuesday, that doesn't mean that 250 people died that day or or the day before. It means Alabama officially reported that number, and they are comfortable saying that those deaths were official COVID deaths. Uh, So I just want to make sure that that process is understood. Finally, Ramsey, since the start of the pandemic, nearly 13,500 Alabamians have died from the virus. And 2020 was the deadliest year in Alabama history. And, And even more shockingly, it was the first year on record where more people died than were born in the state. What did you think when you heard that statistic? Yeah, I mean, it's obviously it's pretty shocking to hear. And now, for what it's worth, Alabama's already up to 13,000, almost 800 deaths from the pandemic. And I think our 2021 death total will soon surpass the 2020 death total, although hopefully that doesn't happen. But yeah, I mean, when you hear that state health officer, Dr. Scott Harris, is the one who kind of brought that to the forefront. And he said, you know, the state literally shrunk like we had more deaths than births. It's the first time in history that that's happened. Now, I will say deaths have been trending up because we have a relatively aging population uh, and births have been sort of in decline. This is not only in Alabama, but nationwide trend. But the jump, when you look at the chart, the jump in deaths is just really staggering. This isn't like a trend that was going to happen this year. It's a big jump and and straight from Harris's mouth. I mean, this is caused by COVID. So, you know, we've been paying attention to this. So we knew something like this was possible. I mean, we knew that there was a lot of excess deaths, but just to see that uh, sharp uptick in the official numbers is pretty startling. Ramsey Archibald, thank you so much. Of course, anytime. If you or anyone you know is affected by COVID and want to share your story, please email bflanagan at al.com. That's B-F-L-A-N-A-G-A-N at al.com. For all of our coverage on the outbreak and how it continues to impact Alabama, visit al.com slash coronavirus. And if you have a question about COVID that needs answering, email vaccines at al.com. If you like the show, please rate it and write a review. Thank you for listening.